Tom. 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 Arnold. Tom. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker. Special guest is Alex, and he decided that this week we would watch Cradle to the Grave. Did either one of you see this in theaters? God, I wish. God, I would give anything to go back and see this in theaters. Uh, my favorite part of last week is like, alright, so what should we watch? And then a second went by, and this was your instinct. Quail of the grave. Like, yeah, just, I mean, you gotta pull the trigger on this one. I I don't even know where to start with this movie, but uh, luckily, we have other segments to get to first. Uh, Parker, do we have any news this week? No, we don't have any news. Uh, I got a little piece this of news. is what I would say if I didn't have this piece of paper just handed to me. Oh. Uh -oh. Says, uh, uh -oh. Joker Harley Quinn spinoff writers say the film will be a cross between Bad Santa and This Is Us. Chris, is that good? <laughs> I, let, me, let me look that up. I think that's his face on the keyboard right uh, now. I'm getting Google additional note good. that the plot outline is Harley Quinn and the Joker are having relationship troubles, so Harley Quinn kidnaps the real Dr. Phil to help them. Chris, does that sound good to you? That's not true. Dr. Phil playing himself. That's... Is that good? No. Is that what you that's, want? That's not... That's the Jared Leto version. That's not even the other one, because there's two Jokers. You fucking idiot. Don't forget. People don't forget. This isn't the Joker movie directed by the guy who did The Hangover. This is the other Joker movie with Jared Leto. So this is not the Martin Scorsese one? No. Don't be silly. It's not that Joker movie. It's this Joker movie. Chris, how's your day? I don't... I, I wish it was over. The sun never sets on the DC Empire. <laughs> Apparently not. Birds of Prey coming soon. No. Harley Quinn and all of her friends. Uh, 2020's just around the corner, Chris. Marco Robbie's gonna have a big year. <laughs> oh, she's gonna have a big mallet. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That's... Oh, you're horrible people. Uh, the only piece of, I knew, of news that I have. Mr. Science Theory 3000, coming back, Turkey Day. Uh, I'm stoked. 
uh, finally something I can look forward to if I wasn't busy watching three different movies with Harley Quinn in it. <laughs> Maybe four. Yeah, you know what? Who's to say? The future's so bright, <laughs> you have to wear shades, Chris. Alright, uh, let's get into recently watched. Alex, take it away. Oh, I'm letting you guys off the hook easy on this one this week, because I was in my last week of, like, triple-hour employment hell, so I didn't have time to watch things such as The Horse Soldiers. Parker, your thoughts? You want me to start with Horse Soldiers? <laughs> Whatever makes you happy, buddy. Let me start with Horse Soldiers. First of all, <laughs> movie's two hours long, sat through the whole thing, did not hear the line, because I wasn't paying attention, where he says, the horses know they're American bombs. So I went back until I found it before I deleted it. <laughs> I was not going to sit through that whole movie and not get the satisfaction of that. It's so good. Now, the disappointing thing is, Chapo Trap House did an episode on this, and they called it Sergeant Hands, and I'll never think of anything <laughs> funnier for this movie than that joke. It's very depressing for me. The best part of the movie is finding out that the Americans didn't ride the horses in. They literally stole valor from real Afghani troops. <laughs> like, I think, honestly, the funniest part of the movie, because the movie's not funny, it's played completely straight, it's the most flat, boring, gray thing that wastes Michael Shannon, and it's an insult to cinema. But it's really funny, because there's multiple lines like, hell, we pull this operation off, the war in Afghanistan will be over in two weeks. Yeah. And then they made this movie Ooh. in 2017 and then just didn't yeah. not include those lines. Like, the war has been going on so long, people were born during 9-11 are about to enlist. And like, guys, we take these horses up there, the six of us, and this war is open and shut. It's the most boring fucking movie I've ever seen. Just, they have so many, like, legitimate, like, comedic actors with real comedic chops in this movie, and none of them get to say any jokes. No. Everyone's just dead it's... serious. You don't know anyone. You don't care about anyone. Spoilers, no one dies. There's no stage. Yeah. And you get into the movie and find stakes. out, like, because it's, like, it's built as, like, these brave soldiers took horses in there against tanks and everything, and then you find out, like, <laughs> alright, what do they do? Alright, we're gonna ride up there. We're gonna identify them. Then I'm going to point at them. And then giant bomber planes are going to come in and bomb them into the Stone Age. <laughs> they didn't fucking do anything. <laughs> Any dickhead kid with a fucking PS4 controller could do it. Oops. Just because they were on horseback and he was in Thor, I'm supposed to care. Fucking whatever. So thank you for that two hours. <laughs> Anytime, buddy. Thank you for making me watch a movie that opens on 9-11 and has Rob Riggle in it. <laughs> By the Probably way, make, you said no, just in case you didn't get enough of him during your football Sunday. Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Uh -oh. He said any child, as in one who is holding a PS4 controller. Yes, that is correct. Oops. Ah, whatever. All right, uh, new word. There you go. Thank you. Right, a real shame you got that right after Horse Soldiers. Yeah, well. Ah, well. you're right. I should stop talking about the movie. <laughs> On to the next one. Yes. I watched Ouija House. <laughs> hey Alex, did you guess who's in the movie for the first scene? Did you guess Tara Reid and Never Again? Yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. <laughs> Let me just break down a scene of this film for you. So something happens to the Ouija board. I couldn't possibly remember or care. So they decide, you know what? What we're gonna do is we're gonna strip this girl down to her bra. 
We're gonna draw a Ouija board on her chest and just slowly move this rock that's taking the place of a planchette over her body. And then it goes in her mouth and she almost chokes to death on it. <laughs> for ten straight minutes. I could not tell you a single thing that happened. It's, it's a nice reminder that, hey, you know what? Anyone can make a movie. Anyone out there listening right now can just grab a camera and presumably terror read for an afternoon. And you can make a real movie. I wouldn't. I don't recommend it. But spoilers, at the end of the movie, the house itself is a giant Ouija board. <laughs> if you peel off the wallpaper, there's like... Oh, there's like the things all... Oh. <laughs> I saw that in the trailer. I was like, Parker has to watch this. Oh, yeah. I think I saw the trailer, too. You see, Alex, back in the day, there was a coven of witches, and everything was going fine until a warlock joined and started worshipping a pagan god and then Fuck sacrificed a baby. Cla- classic warlocks, too. Yeah, this, yeah. You see, he would kidnap these parents and their kids, and if they couldn't solve his word games, he would murder <laughs> their babies. The entire the last act of this movie is a girl pretending to be possessed, making them solve anagrams. It's, <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> Riddle me this. Riddle yeah. me that. Who's yeah. afraid of a big bad dad? <laughs> I hate you. But there's one other movie. Bring <laughs> Chris made me watch. Valerian, City of a Thousand Planets. Valerian is pretty. Pretty boring. Got it. See you guys Whoa, next hey, week. hey. Next episode. It is... I've never seen a movie that is so just gorgeous with so much attention to detail in every single scene with the flattest main characters imaginable. Every single line is delivered like this for two hours and 20 minutes. It doesn't matter how much bright stuff is on screen. This is all the excitement you get. This is it. You're watching us. We're exploring planets. How many? There's a thousand. It's a lot of planets. And then Clive Owen shows up. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> Why not, movie? Like, normally I would say this was a complete waste of time, but there's a scene about halfway through where Ethan Hawke is a space pimp who plays piano while Rihanna dances. So that's worthy of like a star, star and a half. There we go. Yeah, that's fair. So I assigned you the best movie this week. Uh, It was the closest to being a real movie, so yeah. Yeah. Huh. Did you watch Thank anything you. of your own volition? Not much. I watched a movie my dear friend Alex referred to a couple months back, which is Ganjim Haunted Asylum. Oh, yes, I forgot you watched it's this. So oh, you told me to watch good. this. Yeah. It's so good. You should absolutely watch it. It's so fucking good. Like, it's weird, because as someone who watches a lot of found footage movies, I grow to just immediately hate every single character in all these movies. But I actually like them. I did not want them to die horribly. In the scene near the end that Alex was sure you remember where you just keep seeing the close-up shots of their face and just the hands coming around their head. Yup! Fuck me, dude. Just fucked me up hardcore. Like, the plot is what you expect it to be, but it doesn't matter, because it's super effectively shot, and I loved it so much. I still, like, I can't believe the GoPro gimmick worked so well. It's so fucking good. The other thing I watched that I would like to talk about is I watched a little Netflix documentary called Haunters, The Art of the Scare, now, normally this would be one of those movies like, alright, that was cute, but not really worth bringing up on the podcast. So it follows these three groups of people who set up their own, like, haunted houses and haunts at home. There's this one dude. One real, normal, regular guy. Who should probably be investigated by the cops. 
Because his is the only... He's one of the extreme haunts, you know, where they get real fucking, like, aggressive and in-your-face and, like, yeah. pretty much violate your personal space and all that. His is the one that does not have a safe word. So once you're in, you're in. You cannot quit of your own volition. And not only that, he's just there. He's not in a costume. He's not part of the act. He's just there real close filming you the whole time. It is very uncomfortable. Where's this at? It's on Netflix. This no, dude. like, where is the, the where is the where is this haunt? Oh fuck, I have to look it up. Can't remember this chode's name. This within driving distance. <laughs> There's a long line to get into it. Like people right. wait like a year plus to get in. Like it's straight up showing people like they keep holding him underwater. He's saying he can't breathe. They keep putting him under. You see a shot of them in a different room, and his walkie goes off. Hey, this guy's not responding. <laughs> like. Someone could have just fucking died there, and it doesn't, like, there's, you see people just, like, crying and begging, like, please, God, let me out of here. And he's just up to their face holding a camcorder with this dead-eyed thousand-yard stare. It is a regular cool dude who should not be arrested. I don't think I'd have a lot of fun in one of those things. No, absolutely not. I, I watch horror movies. I don't care for haunted houses. I don't like people up in my face. I don't like... I don't like human contact. I, I, I react very poorly to those things. When someone gets up on my face, my first instinct is like, punch them in the nose. Alright, uh, speaking of punching people, uh, I watched Commando <laughs> oh. in theaters uh, so at jealous. the Alamo. And it must be nice. Oh god, it was one of the best film experiences of my life. I forgot how just, like, everyone knows it's a good movie, or at least everyone on it know. I, I found a lot of people who are like, oh, Commando, it's such a stupid movie. It's like, no, it's not. This movie is real good, right? Don't don't ever give me this crap about it. like, the oh, commando's not realistic. Really? No kidding. It's, it's it is one of the most fun <laughs> Arnold movies I've ever going to see. You know? I hate when my movies aren't realistic enough. He lifts that payphone out of the wall. It's <laughs> so good. There there's a scene where uh, Arnold just drives a bulldozer into the munition shop and just steals all their bazookas and stuff like that. Uh, and he's got, now remember. He's got Ray Don Chong along with him, and uh, he's the one who gets arrested. Ray Don Chong is just left sitting there looking at my friends and be like, wait, the white guy gets arrested? The world? <laughs> so, uh, 1985. This movie's woke, dude. You know, you know what? what? They're right. This movie's not very realistic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, there are some incredible lines in here. I, I forgot how good Ray Don Chong is. She is actually legitimately really funny in this. I, I can't tell whether it's intentional. But uh, yeah, this movie is uh, real good, and it's one of the ultimate <laughs> Arnold movies, if not the ultimate Arnold movie. Commando has my favorite opening to an Arnold movie. <laughs> the guy kidnaps his daughter, like, all right, we're going to do this and this and everything. It's cool, right? Wrong. He just shoots him in the face. With the <laughs> that is a great one, yes. <laughs> it is an all-timer. I like how the opening is basically a Disney movie. It's like, look how fun it is to have fun with Alyssa Manano in the... Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where's his mountains located? Who cares? He's like, well, look, we're feeding ice cream to a deer. It's like, it's, of course she's going to get kidnapped. She's lucky to make it out with her life. My um, favorite thing is that the guy who was going to play Bennett was originally someone completely different who was a lot skinnier. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> so it. Just Put on the, the chain mail. outfit. <laughs> the chain mail is my favorite. So good. Then I watched a French movie called, called uh, Cleo from 5 to 7. It blows. And then I watched Gods of Egypt because Parker <laughs> assigned it to me. <laughs> Did you like the weird CGI that made him live no. out the five foot eleven, six foot meme? 
he's just <laughs> aggressively taller than this little sidekick. It's, it wasn't just that. It's every single quote-unquote god in this movie is like extremely tall. And it just looks very, very awkward. Now, I'd like to talk to you about uh, Letterboxd. Letterboxd is a good website to use to track movies. Parker, you use this, right? Aggressively. Yes. Now, I, I notice... See, when I rate something, it's on a scale of 1 to 10. I, I don't think it's really easy to just, you know, say, oh, this is a 5 out of 10 versus a 4 out of 10. Like, what's the big difference here? When I assign it, it's usually like this number corresponds to a certain category. Like, a 6 out of 10 means... Usually, it means, like, this is probably a classic, but I didn't get it. Maybe I should rewatch it sort of thing. Now, I gave Gods of Egypt a, a one and a half out of ten because this movie's not very good. <laughs> now, Parker, so I have to ask listen. you, when you rated this a two and a half out of five... Uh, uh, like I was, said before the it? recording, <laughs> there were substances taken... <laughs> I'm still not positive what actually happened in the movie and what I dreamt. Like, I, I'm pretty sure at some point Chadwick Boseman shows up and does, in a voice, he's doing something in his scene. Oh my god, that was Chadwick Boseman? <laughs> sure I was. had no idea. That was like the weirdest thing. This whole yeah. movie is really weird. I think you actually made a really good point about it. What was up with the one-liners? Why, why does this movie try to be quippy? <laughs> God, I love the movies like, that have no business having one-liners just do that. Like, they just did that, like, constantly. It's like, what? what is... Why are you having these jokes in here? This isn't funny. You know who's a charismatic leading man? Jamie Lannister. Enjoy. <laughs> so, I want Gerard take... Butler as an angry... Fucking Gerard God. Butler. He's oh, Gerard so Butler. Oh, man. I He's feel like there's something. gonna be... There's yeah. gonna be a lot of Gerard Butler movies watched on this podcast I in the next okay. 14 weeks. I cannot wait for you to assign me Den of Thieves. You have no idea how bad I want to see it. So, at one point, our characters get on a giant boat in outer space that has, like, a lot of techno stuff on it. And I just okay, just good, so that was real. Like okay. Final Fantasy IV or whatever. I, honestly, I I don't know what to say or do with this. Gods of Egypt <laughs> is one of the most perplexing movies. It's definitely bad, but I guarantee you won't forget it for a while. No, I actually there. forgot it pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, I guess you should probably watch it again. Did uh, I say Den of Thieves two in production, guys? What a time to be alive! <laughs> <laughs> and a third Washington. Oh my God, Angel has fallen. You say <laughs> what? He's They're still making those? No, he hasn't fallen. He's on bones. Oh, hell anyway. yeah, bitch. Uh, so, I, I I happen to be a fan of Ingmar Bergman. Uh, he's a was a Swedish director. He would direct a bunch of old movies. You guys wouldn't care. So, I saw one of his last movies. Apparently, his last masterpiece called Cries and Whispers. It was so fucking boring. I can't believe this is a classic. Then My I favorite another... Bergman thing is when he became an attorney at law. <laughs> I was just about to say, I was <laughs> I about to apologize to the listeners for not Damn going <laughs> when he said that. You know, any intelligent person would have made an adu joke about Ingrid Bergman, but said, oh, <laughs> just remember this cartoon? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, who on this refer? Whom yeah. on this show would reference a cartoon for children? Not hey, uh, amongst us. Not me. Anyway. Uh, hey Chris, Chris, hold on, hold on. Did, yeah. did Parker just mention an animal? No, actually he didn't. I think he did. He I said he man. Bird. Oops. Man. Oh, no, he said bird. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's an oops. <laughs> oh, no. I've been I walked into my own trap. Hoisted <laughs> by your own retard. <laughs> hey. hey, you leave the predator planet alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 
send me my new one and be. Is it your eyes or is Gerard Butler stretching? Gerard <laughs> 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 Butler's the fucking coolest. I love him. Okay, so um, next up I watched... You see, when Parker assigned me Gods of Egypt, he did it out of spite, largely because I assigned him this really nice, fun movie with lots of sci-fi. looks yeah. really cool by one of his favorite What was directors. your favorite part? And uh, anyway... Fuck you. I, he was like, I was going to assign you Hell House because the sequel's coming out. I was like, okay, I will do him a kindness. I watched 1973's The Legend of Hell House. <laughs> sure, that's what I meant. I'm leaving this podcast. That's... What you meant, By the, right? Since he brought it up, I did not watch Hell House 2, because I've heard nothing but bad things, and my oh. week was already bad enough. I well, wasn't going to ask, but also I'm <laughs> going to be watching it this week, so... Same. Yeah. Well, now I know what happens in it. Uh, the Legend of Hell House is... Is it alright if I just spoil this? Or are you going to watch it? I, I don't know. Sure, go, go ahead. Well, spoilers, see, the movie's about, like, the ghost of a serial killer who was six foot five. Turns out he was actually a manlet, and he had fake legs to make him taller because he was really insecure about being short. That's awesome. So uh, they could have just called this movie Klinga's Revenge. Next up, I watched <laughs> 2016's Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> now, here's the hottest take on this podcast. I really liked it. Thank Completely God. unironically, I, uh, that just feels like a field family classic. You know, that's <laughs> Those Boston Actually, boys got to uh, stick together. Par- Parker did bring up; he was like, he just assumed that my dad's seen every single Mark Wahlberg movie. I went through all of them. My dad has not seen any of them. Uh, any? We'll be changing that not, next week. Not a single one. Like, I was going to say, we're just going <laughs> to show up to Chris's dad's house with a copy of Pain and Gain. <laughs> My dad might get into that. I don't know. Chris's dad is just shooting off fireworks, talking about libs or wearing a robe. <laughs> Being a real regular. Uh, seriously, though, Deepwater Horizon is, I think it's fairly obvious what it's about, but uh, it's, it's shockingly well done. Uh, it's it's pretty, you know, decently well written. It's very well shot. It gives you all the technical details without being, like, too condescending. It, it explains everything so you can understand it, because it's not really that easy of a subject to understand, but the action's well done, I like the characters, it's, uh, the most important thing about it is that this is a movie that should make you angry. And I wish more people had seen this so they could get riled up, there should be car fires in the streets over this sort of thing. The other thing about it is, you remember when the BP oil spill happened, everyone's talking about, oh, the baby ducklings are covered in oil. Eleven people died. I, I think, like, eh. that to me is a bigger issue. Speaking of birds covered in oil, though, okay, so the movie is classified as a thriller, and that and that makes sense, because, like, an oil rig explodes, and there's, like, a bunch of people dying, and, you know, that's, that, that's fine. There's your thriller. Your thriller is not when you're flying in a helicopter to the oil rig before anything fun even happens, and then a bird hits the window and, and plays <laughs> a chunk music. <laughs> Actually, there's, and it gets much worse. That same seagull that flies into the helicopter's window... I think it comes back later in the movie after. Does the it oil cause the oil spill? No, no, no. Worse. <laughs> is it like rubbing its little wings together in the control room? <laughs> no, no. So it's, this is after the rig explosion and everything like that, and they're in some sort of separate control room on like a different strut or whatever. And 
a seagull covered in grease and oil flies into the control room and makes a mess of their pots and pans and everything. And (laughs) you can tell that the only reason that seagull was in it was because they saw all those viral images. Oh, the baby duckling is covered in grease and oil. How bad is that for the environment? Man, fuck the environment. 11 people died. So uh, Deepwater Horizon, good movie. I legitimately recommend it. It's actually, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I'm not saying it's like... I think the most important part was Kurt Russell was in it. Well, I mean, Kurt Russell has yet to make a bad movie. So, anyway, then I watched Mandy. Mm-hmm. Test that theory. Ma- Mandy has uh, Nicolas Cage in it, and uh, it's directed by Panos, you know, a Greek guy, and uh, music by Johan Johansson, which is pretty good. Uh, yes, I ended up watching it again. I watched it with a friend, and uh, she ended up liking it. And I'll say this about it: on a rewatch, the first half is a lot more tolerable. And regrettably, the second half is a little bit less exciting. But as part of it, it's like you already know what's going to happen. So I, I think maybe that's what adds what adds into it. Um, I can definitely see, Alex, where you said that you weren't sure whether the payoff was worth it. I can definitely see that more now on a rewatch. But on the other hand, I think the movie has a little bit more synergy on a second watch. There's still a couple of really frustrating moments in the first half where you're just screaming, just cut, just go away from the shot. I get it already. But uh, yeah, it's good. Also, I don't really feel like this is very similar to Neon Demon. Only a few uh, shots are similar to it. Uh, Let me stop you there, because we missed a very important detail when we talked about Mandy. What was it? Did you know the director's dad directed Rambo 2 and Cobra? Because I sure didn't. Oh, I think I knew he directed uh, Rambo 2. But I I didn't know he directed Cobra. someone should have sat me down and told me that. My support group around me has let me down again. Oops. Anyway. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of, I haven't looked at my new word yet. It, it, huh. Okay. And uh, next I watched... Uh, we'll see. We used to make avatar bets in our little NFL Leagues group whenever <laughs> one of our teams would lose a football game. And by glorious, New England don't tackle football patriots. Uh, they, they ended up losing to the Detroit Lions. It was a close game. They both looked good. And, Chris, uh, does Tom Brady still have it? No. And Repick <laughs> assigned me The Vault. The Vault has James Franco and a bunch of people I don't know. James Franco is barely in it, and he's I think he is like the absolute main draw. Like you in order to watch this, you have to be a James Franco fan. And I don't know how he could be a James Franco fan with the Me Too stuff. But anyway. Well, I don't know how you could be a James has... Franco fan if you've seen his movies, but Oh, okay. God. But anyway. Uh, Kobe. This has <laughs> This movie has a woman in a blonde wig with these blue eyes, and the way the wig is situated on her head at first, the only thing I could think about was that little elf girl from Bright. <laughs> Immediately, I could not separate. I just assumed it was the same exact actress. They look almost identical. Parker will back me up on this. And uh, nope. th- so the movie's premise is like one of my favorite premises I've ever heard for a movie. And that's basically where it gets all its points. Is it's a bank heist in a haunted bank. And that... <laughs> no, seriously? I'm, le- I'm completely serious. That actually, I think that's a really good premise. I think if this had been a short story, like if Stephen King had written this, this probably would have been good. Even the ending in a Stephen King short story would have been better than the ending I got here. See, the movie's premise is real good, but the execution really drops the ball here. For, like, the heist part of the movie, it's, uh... How shall I say this delicately? It's not exactly heat, what we're dealing with here. But the characters are are pretty well written, and the performances are, like, spot on. And the horror part of this movie... Oof. 
it um, there's nothing good about the horror part of this movie it's like actually kind of embarrassing but again I like the premise so much that I'm willing to kind of give this movie a pass for it like seriously this movie is worth watching just for the idea alone so I mean you know what you're on your own there Parker, you might have to watch this at some point. You said you were going to. It was already in my list. Who are you kidding? Like, like I said, James Franco was barely in this, and he's he spent like a week of just point? filming reaction shots. Yeah, that, that's a that's a selling point. If you're telling yeah. me I don't have to see a bunch of James Franco, I'm totally in. Because yeah. the list of James Franco movies that are good is like The Disaster Artist and Spring Breakers. And was, I'm out. was it wait was he uh, one twenty seven hours? I think so. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. So I guess that's it. Oh, and speaking of okay, speaking of Spring Breakers, I keep seeing the trailer for Assassination Nation. That movie looks like it's going to make me and a lot of other people really mad. Like it was because uh, well, maybe this week even. Uh, no. Anyway, <laughs> Who's to I, say? I, I think the I think the reason it's going to make me. Have you guys seen the trailer for it? I haven't seen the trailer. No, it's it's a nope. bunch of of the the pretty popular girls in high school get a bunch of guns. It's I think it's kind of like a retelling of the Salem witch trials or whatever. And they said it's like Heather's meets the Purge, which oh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm listening. You got your peanut, peanut butter, butter right? and chocolate, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. I guess it's, I'm seeing uh, that this week. It legitimately looks like I, I can see a lot of people are saying, "Oh, instant classics are going to be real good," or "There's a lot of violence and it's like really refreshing." It's like I think this is going to cause mass shootings. I I really oh yeah, uh, this will yeah, be that's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it's going to help. You know. Oh shit! It can't get worse. <laughs> no way to you, prevent you, this. <laughs> <laughs> oh shame! It's in theaters. I was really hoping that was on VOD. I please slide in there. Please don't tell me it can't get worse. All right, Bill Belichick <laughs> listens to this. Oops. And who, if he listens to this, who knows who else listens that. to this? I, you can count it. Okay, thank oh, you. Who'd I say? It's been dancing around the Patriots. I've been waiting for any athlete. It's, I count it. Oh, Bill Belichick played squash. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. I hate. I, I was so ready for you, you to like. That to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so ready for you to like bait him into bringing up the rock or something and be like, "Well, he played college football, so it counts." <laughs> oh my god! This one should be easy for you. Oh dear. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's what I have to say. Oh wait, I also saw the trailer for Overlord. Overlord looks good. I'm so hyped so for much Overlord. Hype coming out of it from the festivals. I cannot wait. I, I can't. <laughs> as soon as that ACDC song starts playing, it's funny every single time. <laughs> like we're in the Holocaust. It's, it's, what exactly are you <laughs> it's World War II. There's this black soldier on a helicopter. who's like, oh, about the prejudices. Everybody's down down down. And then it keeps going into the vocals. <laughs> the nerve of it. I can't wait. That movie looks like a fight. Trash in the best way. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, are we ready to talk about Cradle to the Grave? Born ready. So yes. Okay. Oh wait, wait. One more thing on the vault. I'll edit this back into it. The vault is okay. It's really everyone keeps saying it's like horrible. That's that's the way that people talked about God. It was like zero percent of Rotten Tomatoes, worst movie ever made. It's like it's not the worst movie ever made. It's fine. It's like it's definitely not a good movie. There are a lot of faults with it, but it's basically all right. And again, the premise does a lot of heavy lifting here. But the worst part about this fucking movie is its opening song is Crimson and Clover. 
God, I hate that song so much. It's the most boring fucking song I've ever Just heard in my assuming life. assuming that's a dad rock thing? It is. First of all, it is. But it's a cover. <laughs> People will cover Crimson Clover for like 60 years or whatever. God, I hate that song so much. Like Crimson and Clover. Down, 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 down. I just remembered that my friend did a double feature. He saw Gods of Egypt and the Witch back to back at Draft House. That sounds like the most incredible night a person can have. Jesus <laughs> Christ, how, those how did those movies get put together? Movies I've never heard in my life. Imagine staying through two hours of Gods of Egypt and then just being immersed in the living nightmare of the Witch. No, wait. Well, what if it was? What if it was like the opposite order? What if you watched The Witch and then you had to watch Gods of Egypt? If I had to watch The Witch and then twenty minutes later Russell Crowe turned into a giant, <laughs> C- I'm sorry, Gerard, Gerard Butler, Butler. <laughs> turned into a giant similar. CGI hot god. Nah. <laughs> are we sure Gerard Butler is not Black Phillip IRL? Because he looks like he lives very deliciously. I love him. <laughs> we gotta rewatch. The He's Witch. just this giant trash man who makes a bunch of bad action movies. I love him. <laughs> When, when, Den of when you make bad action movies and even I don't sit down to watch them, like <laughs> I feel like you've yeah. made a career mistake. Yeah. <laughs> As we're about to discuss this movie starring DMX. So yes, uh, we we gotta talk about DMX here now. Oh, do we ever? Now, when I was in high school football, we used to lift a lot to DMX. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why. The other Alex has postulated, I, I don't know if I'm misquoting here here, so Parker, back me up. She said that uh, DMX is much more like a puppy dog and that he's not hard at all. There's nothing intimidating about him. <laughs> Especially not in this movie, let me tell you he's something. He's just wearing a fucking wife beater the whole time. He's, he's got some muscle, but like he's not ripped. At, at one point, the, the camera lingers on his uh, on his arm veins and stuff like that. That's really not much going on there. Every time you're supposed to be intimidated by him yelling at somebody, you're like, but he just sounds like this in all of his songs. <laughs> he doesn't. This is just his voice. True, like he sounds more aggressive in his songs. In this movie, he sounds like a businessman. Hey, little girl, here we go, man. So, can we agree just right off the top here? This movie's a full star better if instead of DMX, it's Tyrese. Of course. Okay. Make sure we're all on the same page. It's also a full star better if Jet Li was like gave a shit about the script. Like I have never <laughs> seen someone, you know, since Russell Crowe in like his last decade of movies, I have not seen anyone <laughs> who cares less about the movie that he's in. Making movies, <laughs> making songs, and fighting around the world. Yeah, like think about it. Like Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe in Robin Hood cared more about that movie than Jet Li cares about this. Jet Li cares so little he's only using one half of his body for the first hour of this movie. It's so good. He spends half his movie making phone calls and be like, "Ah, I need the diamonds," or just fighting with one arm. I, I thought he had a stroke or something, so he could only use that part of his body. It's so awesome. No, the fact uh, that this director did Romeo Must Die, Exit Hold Wars, on. Then this. <laughs> the Doom. And The Legend of Chun Li. And, oh, and then the other Boston Bar- Marathon bombing movie. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> do, me, do me a favor. If it, let, I hope you guys haven't seen this. I want to read down the, the cast for the, the movie that he's got coming out later this week called Max Impact. Please do. Bring it to me. <laughs> All right. So it's a Russian guy who is a three time Mr. Universe. Yes. Yes. Every person that's in Cradle to the Grave that's not black. So that's Kelly Who, <laughs> Tom Arnold, uh, yes. the bad guy who I didn't know was Asian until like an hour into the movie. <laughs> Danny Trejo, yes. the fourth Baldwin brother, Uh-oh. and Bai Ling. 
Cool. Oh, this, there is a thousand percent chance one of us is watching this week. <laughs> I'm so ready. It's called Maximum Impact, and I need to see it so badly. Speaking of the bad guy in this movie, about the hour 20 mark, I yelled, Oh my god, it's the guy from Iron Chef America. <laughs> that's exactly who it is. It, man. I love movies, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, the unmitigated audacity of this movie to begin with that, uh, what's the song that, where they go, die, motherfuckers, die? Is that what it's called? <laughs> just the, with it, with, I hear three bars of an, M- an Eminem song at the start of a movie, and I'm just yeah. so happy the mid 2000s happened. It's on so fucking long. <laughs> it does. It's like they, I think they oh play the extended God. cut. It's like Pink Floyd had shorter songs than this. And it's so, so it's so funny when you think about the, the soundtrack usage later where it just jumps between songs, like, all willy-nilly, but this gets to play all the way out. Oh, I mean, you gotta, I mean, well, to be fair, Eminem was kind of on top of the world, but really, I think my biggest problem with this is you keep hearing him say, die, motherfuckers, die, motherfuckers, die, motherfuckers, die, motherfuckers. (laughs) Now, that word, die, not motherfuckers, die, no one gets killed in that opening scene. And it's because of the no gun policy. I mean, now, throughout the entire movie, there's like a really low body count for a DMX movie. There's DMX like... is so woke in this movie. He doesn't <laughs> use guns, and for once in his life, he shows love to homo thugs. <laughs> he also doesn't kill any animals in this, which I thought was out of his character. <laughs> he does that sick backflip over a Doberman, though. <laughs> this fucking movie opens with four minutes of die, motherfucker, die, and then Anthony Anderson appears and flirts with a dude. <laughs> no, let's understand. let's not get ahead of ourselves. Remember uh, Anthony Anderson, by the way? Jesus oh, yeah, jeez. He's on some of... sitcom now, and he's skinny like Jonah Hill, and I fucking hate uh, it. It's oh, disgusting. No, no, I can't do that. Come on. I don't care for it. Now, I, I have to talk for a second here about Gabrielle Union. Uh, pop quiz for you guys. Uh, you, uh, know, you know, pick up your pencils, put down your paper. Does Gabrielle Union have tits? Wait, what? <laughs> does does Gabrielle Union have tits? Were you paying attention to the movie? I'm gonna go with yes. Yes, you she does. Uh, Very good. I okay. Feel like we spent There's... about 45 minutes being reminded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the longest, most uncomfortable strip tease I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I, I I will debate this with you. It was the second most uncomfortable strip tease in my life. Most uncomfortable was the one in True Lies, which again. Ugh, sends a chill down my spine every single time I see it. But uh, I hate that so much. But yeah, the one in this wasn't much better. And again, the movie just keeps on just shoving her tits in her face and just, remember, she's a woman with lady bits. Like, I, I get it, dude. I, 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 get it. I almost forgot for a second before you brought it up, and I just watched this movie an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were setting up for something. No! I, I did too. No! I was like, <laughs> I, I thought you was like, oh, by the way, there's a secret slide board for this movie entirely. You both said, and I was like, oh. <laughs> anyway. Hey, guys. We all had fun laughing at Anthony Anderson pretending he might kiss a dude. But here's some fucking tits. We're all friends, right? Everything's cool out there. Yeah, it's... I, oh, it bothers me so much. Like, just putting her on display like that kind of bothers me. Because she's like a pretty, she's a pretty uh, important activist right now. And yes, I think I feel even more uncomfortable about the Anthony Anderson flirting scene. Uh, yeah. There, there's a lot in this movie about guys just straight up saying that they have big dicks. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, was this movie written by a guy? Because guys don't really talk about. It. We we use it. We use innuendo, uh, and it's cool. Like false. That. we don't just say. I love talking about my giant penis. They, they don't just say. <laughs> I'm big. Oh, I see you sitting at a desk doing I your job. Have you ever nuts. considered my thick, girthy dong? This guy just never walks mind the in. earthquake. This guy just walks into Gabrielle Union in her underwear, and he just says, "By the way, I'm the big one." Or, or, or something like that. Yeah, same. Like, who talks like that? <laughs> Never mind that noise. That was just an earthquake. So back to my cock. Um, <laughs> I can tie it in knots, throw it over my shoulder like a continental soldier. <laughs> you ever jump roped? <laughs> I'm doing a lot of the old Errol Flynn, you know? Cool, school, call me Double Dutch. <laughs> that is also creepy. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm an immigrant. All right. Uh, <laughs> so the mo- <laughs> the movie has Kelly Who. Uh, no one's going to make it. I'm not playing gosh, along with this. Yeah. Who's on first? I, I, I thought you were going to do it for me. No, I. I, I <laughs> you know what? I pitched it to you underhanded. You just let it go for ball one. All right, fine. Nothing gets uh, pitched to me underhand here. I have to fight. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, she's barely in the movie, but. Uh, Actually, there is no book. The one scene I remember is when the little girl threatens her and she just slaps the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I remember. <laughs> There's a whole lot of slapping in this movie. Yeah, oh, There's a actually, whole lot of things going on in this movie. So the, the bitch fight between Kelly Ho and Gabrielle Union, there was a little too much tennis grunting in that scene. Like, I could really tell that it was like someone told them to play up their, like, uh, you know the moans and stuff like that while they were fighting the ah! sort of thing. I was like, Ugh. You, you guys, please, please don't do this. I, I just know there's someone jacking up in the theater to this. Someone Imagine. discovered themselves to this movie on basic cable. Like, yeah. watch the scene of DMX running from dogs, and pound it off an hour later. That person exists, and if you're out there, please come co-host our show with us. Yeah, exactly. You know, just imagine, had... the, imagine me and the dude beating in the theater, and then he just pulls an Uzi out of thin air and empties an entire <laughs> clip into his stomach. <laughs> like, oh, was it good for you too? I'm so happy you picked this movie. Yeah. <laughs> we should have just all started off going, okay, instead of clapping, it'll go three, two, one, faith. <laughs> that should be our new pre-show ritual. I was, I was, I was gonna say when we started, it's like I think this is gonna be a real episode, a real good episode. I don't know why though, I just got a good feeling. <laughs> Getting hot in here or just me? The fucking every single plot segue in this movie is I don't know, man. I just got a good feeling about this. Yeah. Dibs on Tom Arnold, by the way. Oh, by the way, here's the thing about Tom Arnold. I was like, can we please get him out of this movie? Six seconds in, disagree. I was so sick of him. Hardest Tom disagree Arnold, of all time. Tom Arnold is not funny, but anytime he appears in a movie, I laugh as soon as he's on frame. <laughs> I don't point, know yeah. what it is. I think like, I know. I'm laughing at his jokes, but his fucking face. I, I can't. Have... I can't believe I'm making this reference, but I always think about the time that he was on Punked. <laughs> <laughs> he just like broke into his house. <laughs> he was like the one person that like wasn't aware that it was a joke. He's like, no, you guys gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, 
My favorite Tom Morrow thing is how he was married to Roseanne forever and then divorced and then just tried to make jokes about it. Like, actually, you're the ones who were owned because I'm making fun of it for like a decade afterwards. It's, it's fun He's to track so cool. who has worse brain worms, him or Roseanne. I think right now Roseanne's in the league, but I don't know. He's the dark horse candidate. He's going to come from behind. It's so powerful. <laughs> Every fucking scene with him in this movie. <laughs> the this worst is, and yet the best. This is, is, he is, he, I've this never is a pantheon. So hard to be funny. This is a pantheon token white guy performance. I mean, nothing's it's, ever going to touch Neil Patrick Harris and Undercover Brother, but this, like, it's in the <laughs> ballpark. Is, uh, yeah, this is, this is part of the Mount Rushmore of, uh, of white guy performances. I laughed obscenely hard. He goes, hey, it's me, Archie. Everybody likes me here. And this some guy <laughs> just not even on camera. He's here. <laughs> hey, it's, hey, it's that asshole park. Archie again. <laughs> He no, does wait, like actually, just someone off fucking screen. <laughs> See, that's the thing about it is I wrote down two notes. One, oh, shit. the timing for that joke was edited poorly. And two, I, I realized I don't think that that was in the script. I think it was actually like an assistant director or something like that. Just probably. Yelling. Hey, it's that asshole Archie. He's just <laughs> edited in a month after they finished shooting. Yeah, it's so, so fucking done. funny. <laughs> hey, it's that asshole. It's so fucking stupid. I mean, can someone really blame Jet Li for not giving a shit about this movie? Look who he has to be side-by-side side with for the entire movie. <laughs> He's butting up Tom Arnold and Jet Li for like 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This <laughs> movie's so good. It's so good. Did you read any of the trivia for this movie, by the way? Uh, I read some of it, and most of it didn't really interest me. Did I miss out on anything important? I read... At one point, Arnold Schwarzenegger was slated to star. Now, here's the question. How does this transition happen from this is an Arnold movie? All right, well, I guess it's going to be DMX and Tom Arnold. Uh, just imagine this movie with, with Arnold copy-pasted into the DMX role. It's just Arnold and his crew of black jewel thieves. There are at least eight different scenes where he throws gently. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. That, yeah, that first fight scene, That first of all, the initial fight scene between DMX and Jet Li, where DMX is able to hold his own, yeah, okay. <laughs> sure, what did we say, movie? <laughs> Jet Li's just delivering knee strikes to his chest, yeah, Jet Li's just gonna do that. No wonder he doesn't give a shit, it's like, Jet Li, you have to let DMX, who can barely stand, knee you in the chest. <laughs> The two-year stint of DMX action movie star is one of the most underrated times in American history. What a strange, strange era. It's just everything... 9-11 was difficult for a lot of us. Everything that was adjacent to it. Like, even the movies that DMX wasn't in, like, all about the Benjamins. Like, it's oh, just yeah, such a good era for movies. You're, you're actually, Alex, that is a really good point to bring up. I think it had some sort of bleed over into uh, adjacent <laughs> movies. You know, it's just like, yeah, we're just going to put DMX into lead action roles here. Who do you think started it? Do you think it was when Dennis Rodman started being an action star? <laughs> I mean, it's Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah. Hmm. DMX is watching Money Train like, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, he we could have. a Dennis Rodman movie in one of these days. There's, there's money on that train. <laughs> yeah. Nothing stops the Money Train, Parker. All you had to do was get on the damn money train. <laughs> uh, DMX and Demolition Man, who says no? Oh, God. <laughs> Can we also put Tom Arnold in that in the Stallone role? <laughs> no, no. Oh, my God, I just get so 45 bad. minutes about seashells and Taco Bell. <laughs> He's like Melissa McCarthy in the new Ghostbusters. He's just riffing. 
Just put the camera down and let Tom Arnold go to work. Just explore the space. <laughs> let one of our true generational comedic geniuses do his thing. Tom Arnold. Of all Tom people, Arnold Tom showing Arnold. up as token white guy in movies for a decade is... That's good work if you can get it. I, well, yeah, I'll show up in Who's Your Caddy for a weekend, sure. Oh, you know I'm going to Tom Arnold. They could have just had, like, know. Wayne Knight in this. It would have been just as good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wayne Knight probably costs significantly more than Tom Arnold. Wait, How expensive could Knight Tom Arnold have been? <laughs> I, does it matter? They're the same guy, as far as I'm concerned. Same answer. I just want to talk about Tom Arnold. <laughs> I hate Tom Arnold so much. <laughs> That's the fucking. But we really we're getting away from like the main star here, even though we've said his name thirty times. It's DMX. I he, there's, there's such a, a nothing in this here. movie. <laughs> He's the uh, second you see him tucking his daughter, you're like, "Well, I've seen a movie before. She will be kidnapped before this five <laughs> minutes is up." <laughs> yeah, I I'm surprised she lasted that long. Angels East and Angels West. This movie oh is not going God. to be the best. Got him, Duncan. Got him! Yeah. <laughs> Can you just pepper in the DMX like throughout this entire episode? <laughs> if Ooh, if I'm listening for the first time, there's just a dog barking at the 26-minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine my surprise when this, there were dogs in the movie. He's like, oh, that's pretty funny. And then there was an elongated chase scene with him gently running from dogs. <laughs> <laughs> when he fucking this movie's real he parkours over a doberman i can't stop thinking about it he runs up a wall and the dog tries to chase him now i have to ask you guys who is your favorite character in the movie because i know mine uh, it's obviously tito ortiz in his giant easter island head the best character oh, is is clearly the flight promoter midget I, oh, that's a good okay so the fight promoter midget was my second favorite man character. that's a 2000s ass movie joke <laughs> yeah. yeah it is I, I <laughs> he's small and was... threatening to beat him up and then gently swung around I was like you know what movie you were right I literally <laughs> thought that we were just gonna have mini me in that role like how was it I, not him he fucking knocks over a dozen MMA fighters with a midget <laughs> while saliva plays it's incredible but you guys are missing out on the true best character so, um, so DMX steals a quad, and the blind guy who works yeah. says, Hey, that dude just stole my quad. Let's go get his ass. And I'm, just, was, I'm just gonna put it out there. Him. That character is the only reason that I could tell this movie was set in California. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, this movie was like, okay, this is fine, it's nothing great. But when we get to the scene where DMX being chased on an ATV... Oops. Intercut with that Jet Li Cage fight. Damn it, I'm finishing it. Well, X gonna give it to you, please. It's the funniest thing I've seen this month. Okay, Parker said any vehicle in which this one was ATV. Like and I wasn't did. gonna mention the ATV. I, I, had to, I had to lead you into it, too. I thought the you were gonna mention the van that she gets trapped in. I, I thought he was gonna talk else. about the helicopters that get blown up. Oh my god, we forgot to talk about how they opened the bank vault at the beginning. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh god, we have to talk about that, too. <laughs> so remember in Commando when Radon Chong accidentally file, fires the uh, bazooka backwards? <laughs> you know how bank heists are usually supposed to be like covert so no one knows what you're doing? It's in and out, guys. <laughs> in and out. Attach a bazooka to the wall where the safe is and fire it to the opposite door and into the opposite wall. You just like look at it like, huh. That dude's fucking portrait then. explodes. <laughs> Well, as Anthony Anderson is giving the so you were trying to get the pipe speech to this random <laughs> white dude. They break open with a bazooka. 
It's so good. Fucking like steal the Chaos Emerald. <laughs> 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 the black diamonds are in the club. I feel it in my feet. <laughs> now, we, we also should talk... Oh, okay. So, sometimes when I watch movies, I'll be playing a video game on a separate screen. And if your movie is good, that means like I'm paying attention. I have the game on pause. And that's a good sign. Even if it's like not a good movie, it means you got my attention. And that's why I watch movies. So, I have, like, Luigi's Mansion on the other end here, and uh, that was great during uh, the vault. Might might as well call it uh, Polter Heist. And uh, meanwhile, they take the black diamonds. What are the black diamonds used for? The Chaos Emeralds. No, they are synthetic utonium. Right there, I unpause Luigi's Mansion. I'm just focusing on getting the rest of the booth. (laughs) That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard Actually, they're not diamonds. They're nukes. Dude, Literally. Okay, I don't want to skip around, but the scene where he's got the room full of investors, <laughs> and he's powering them up, and it's showing its power level go up. He goes, Scud, Hiroshima, two Hiroshimas, <laughs> new world order. I was just waiting for someone to go, yeah, three Hiroshimas, three Hiroshimas, do I hear a Nagasaki? <laughs> the last, like, 45 minutes of this movie are so fucking good. <laughs> So the scene where he's powering up all the bad guys there, I was thinking the entire time, it's either going to be, uh, what's that Shaquille O'Neal movie where it had Judd Nelson in it for a hot second? (laughs) Steel. Steel. Uh, What the fuck? That's that's how I'm supposed to get Steel because of (laughs) Judd Nelson? (laughs) 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 Not the Superman movie. Oh, you know that one, uh, Shaq and Judd Nelson? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't... Understand. <laughs> let me let me make this a little bit easier for you to get. So it's like in the auction scene in Jurassic World too. Uh huh. Good. <laughs> just, you were also going to make the same parallel. I yes. was. I'll just cross that one off the list. Gabrielle Union's such a nasty woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ted Levine gets real close to DMX and gets his face. <laughs> 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 Let's go and give it to you. He's fucking. He's, that whole MMA fight scene is so fucking good. It really uh, is. By the way, the low key best part is Tito Ortiz beating Chuck Liddell because Chuck Liddell beat the dog shit out of him twice in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Just beat the absolute fuck out of him twice. And in the movie, this giant fucking cartoon head monster that is Tito Ortiz. It's like yeah. the ancient Hawaiians always say. He is literally. (laughs) Oh my god. Like the scene where the cage door falls down and he uses it like a trampoline. (laughs) It's it's so good. (laughs) I fucking love this movie. Randy Couture with hair because it's the mid 2000s. (laughs) The most unsettling fucking thing I've ever seen. It's, it's, wor- it's, it's worth noting that during this this cross shot of the MMA fight and the ATV chase, four different songs play. I know. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh jeez. I, I think I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah, As he starts up a shit, it, it goes from fucking click click boom and the ex go right. give it to you. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, so smooth as you please. Click, click, boom, man. That's what you're hearing. Listen. You're like, no fucking way. <laughs> As he's just starting at this rinky-dink-ass ATV while Jetly is fighting 40 people at once in a cage with a midget. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
fucking good. To be fair, the only reason they started playing those four songs is because that Eminem song at the beginning finally stopped playing after 40 minutes. <laughs> hey, shit, what are we going to play for the rest of our movie? What about the everything? The of Cradle to the Grave. <laughs> <laughs> So we get past those scenes and get to the bad guy meeting with the world's foremost arms dealers, <laughs> which is just 12 people sitting in a room. <laughs> <laughs> we all hell breaks loose. And then Tom Arnold tries to take it. So good. They, they blow up a helicopter's ass. <laughs> you shot it in the ass. <laughs> And then at the end, DMX, International Criminal and Diamond Thief, uh, is uh, he's like, oh, he's going to have to go to prison. And they're like, hey, can you give him some time off? And no police officers are around. Jet Li's just kind of looking at him disinterestedly. And Jet Li's like, I'll do what I can. And walks away. And he has just nothing. More. It's like, where's the paycheck? Jet Li was such a professional. He did every scene in one take. It was crazy. Yeah. And, then, and then Tom Arnold says, come on, guys, don't you want me around? Don't you need some help hailing a cab? <laughs> that's right. That's how the movie ends with yeah. Tom Arnold saying, hey, you might want to, you know, rob some white guys every once in a while. Let me help you. I know how they think. <laughs> and then we have that mid credit scene of Anthony Anderson and, uh, and and Tom Arnold, where they're just very clearly just improvising the entire way and just trying to be as funny as possible. And I'd say like five percent of their jokes work, maybe. And they tell yeah, approximately I didn't know like there was a mid credit scene. Time, so. Sure, sure, didn't see that scene. I did not assume Cradles to the Grave would have a credit sequence. <laughs> oh, there's yeah, there. there's a long extended sequence. I have to admit, it's very easily the funniest part of the movie because it's very clearly not tied to the very poor script. But uh, <laughs> the script is so bad. It's all improvised. It's, is it when Tom Arnold unveils the new Predator Killer suit? <laughs> not far off. They're talking about, hey, what if we made a movie based on what just happened to us? Oh, we'll cast oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger God. as me because we're very similar in oh. features. Except that they said it. They said, um, what's his name? Uh, Mel Gibson. Now, this movie came out in uh, what oh, year? Oh, yikes. 2003. <laughs> 2003. I'm, I'm pretty sure this was... Uh, this is either post-crisis Mel Gibson or very close to pre-crisis Mel Gibson. Either way, this was like eight years off from uh, <laughs> when Mel Gibson was a good-looking man. And it's only gotten funnier since. It but absolutely. it doesn't matter, because uh, as you've read, <laughs> Mel Gibson's cool again. Everything's fine. Just direct more movies, I guess. Uh, first of all, I, that that was me writing it, so please quote me in the article. Second of all, I saw Apocalypto. I'm going to make a lot of excuses for this man. I'm, I'm going to watch just about everything he's in. I saw Blood Father. I saw uh, Get the Gringo. He's he Get the Gringo was good. good. I exactly. He's the thing. Is like he is uh, what Tom Cruise is to Alex is what Mel Gibson is to me. I I will make any sort of excuse for him. I don't care it how makes crazy a lot of he sense is. In my head. He's he's just a really really good actor and possibly a better director. It's, oh my god, I'm going to ask your dad so many things about Mel Gibson, and I'm going to get real. <laughs> my, actually, I don't think my dad cares so much about Mel Gibson. Actually, yeah, last yeah, yeah, last time I was here, he didn't play. I liked him until he apologized for it. Yes, sir. Hey, Dad, how do you feel about Mel Gibson? I don't have any feelings for him one way or the other. Oh. As a matter of fact. <laughs> god, can we talk about Chi McBride in the prison cell now? <laughs> 
Uh, please do. Oh, Go ahead. <laughs> it's so good. He's such a dick in this movie. And then his really henchman is. gets murdered with a lobster claw. <laughs> he really is a jerk in this, though. It's like, you expect a message as DMX says, my daughter's mixed up in this. First of all, that is the wrong <laughs> verb to use. When you say my daughter's mixed up in this, did your daughter steal some of the diamonds herself? Because <laughs> that's what his, mixed up is. His response is just, make another one. That, that by the way, that is like the coldest thing you could possibly say. It's so, so, good. so good. This movie rules. Why just walking like, I gotta go like talk to my hookup. And it's just Daredevil the chef movie. from Waiting. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even mention that the bad guy gets killed by having that nuke shoved in his throat. Oh, that inside the throat shot is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's so vile. Well, oh yeah, we should talk about that bad guy. So he's, um, did you say he's Chinese? He is, he was, I am not, I'm not willing to throw it on the gauntlet on that one. He was born in Hawaii. (laughs) Oh, doesn't count. Anyway, apparently he can hold his own against Jet I'm so sick of, this character can hold their own against Jet Li. No, you can't. I can't get over how disinterested Jet Li was the one entire hand, movie. <laughs> just <laughs> yawning through your lines. <laughs> it's just I can't get over it. like he's a uh, the the midget calls him Bruce, like Bruce Lee, and he says I'm not Bruce. It's like really you're not hard Bruce? cut to the next shot, <laughs> just no reaction. Oh my god, does what this does this say the bad guy in this movie is going to be in John Wick three? Oh, thank you, God. Oh, good. Thank you, Lord. I'm so ready. I'm so There's ready. There's a horse in that movie. Parker will like it. Is that all it takes for you? I bet, I bet the horse will be in it more than fucking 12 strong. <laughs> what a disappointing lack of horses. How dare you promise me horse soldiers? Just to give me a movie where Chris Hemsworth rides up to a rock and goes, Alright guys, you can just bomb the shit out of them now. There are horse soldiers. They are just not the 12 strong. <laughs> And they only send six of them in. Yeah. <laughs> we're going, fuck it, we're going back to it, because there's a point halfway in the movie, like, they tell them they rode horses, in, and the general just goes like, oh, that's not going to work, just send in this other team. <laughs> so what's the fucking point? I can't believe... Whatever, it's fine. It's fine. So, I love watching uh, new films. <laughs> so what are our final thoughts on Cradle to the Grave? If I've done one thing on this podcast, it's come around that the 2000s are the greatest time in cinema. <laughs> Every movie is absolute garbage and I love them all like my sons. I just can't believe that, that fucking other guy that's in DMX's crew, uh, I don't even remember what his name is, but he's, no, absolutely he's, not. he's been in one other movie ever, and it was Exit Wounds. <laughs> he has two IMDB credits, and both of them are DMX features. Classic. <sighs> I the world I'm so glad I lived through this time period. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's get oh my final thoughts of Crow to the Grave. It was okay. So let's get on to the game of games. Oh yes, I'm ready, boys. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> what the theme song? I'm already inserting it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Three thirty in the fucking. <laughs> Yeah.
<laughs> you, you're not <laughs> write down Jaguars under Parker's name right here. Yeah, okay, I already wrote there, it down. All right, wrote my favorite Good. team. Okay, the best quarterback in football. Okay, let's see. Lake Bortles. Do I want to use this? Okay, I gotta be good. <laughs> yeah, lifeline. <laughs> lifeline time. Boys. Great. Oh boy. So, uh, do we need a recap of last week and how things shook out? Um, the short version of how last week went down is, uh, neither of you guys got nearly as cranked as you probably should have, because a lot yeah. of teams won. Uh, yeah. the, the current pool standings are, uh, um, let's see, Parker has three hours of content to be assigned to him, and Chris has seven hours and 40 minutes of content in his bank. <laughs> Parker's being real, uh... Real disciplines here, keeping this power. Yeah, real right. strategic. He's going to assign me like Satin Tongo or some ten-hour movie. Oh, buddy, you just. <laughs> I have. Don't worry, I have plans for you. Oh, great. I have. We're just going to let these let these stack for a bit. I'm not the, getting tricked into assigning you something. Let and those then hours marry. No, yeah, nobody wants to be the one to accelerate the arms race this quickly. Yeah. Oh, I will accelerate it, but once I'm back in the comfort of my own home, <laughs> not trapped four hours away. In a Wait till I get the lifeline that lets us switch content banks. <laughs> you won't do it, Captain. The darkest magician. <laughs> How does he know what's on this list? <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's get the show on the road. Uh, Who wants to use their lifeline first? I'm. I, I want to save this one. I have a feeling. I'm gonna need it. <laughs> right. Well, I would like to try out the butt coin mining rig. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, once per week, I can use the butt coin mining rig to add 30 minutes to my opponent's content pool. But when I do, I have to pick a number between one and ten, and if that number is random.org, the mining rig explodes, giving me brain damage in three hours of content. <laughs> Holy shit! So, uh, Alex, you little we're, genius. We're gonna just gonna go for it. We're gonna all roll right, the dice. All right. and cross our fingers on lucky number seven. Seven. Yeah, absolutely. All right, it's three. You're good. Oh, base god. <laughs> Boy, that puts you over eight hours, huh? Oh, what a shame. Um, I'll, I'll take. Uh, I hate John Elway for five hundred. I hate John Elway for five hundred. Uh, okay. Ooh, rookie starting QBs. Oh, so Pat, um, Patrick Mahomes isn't a is not a rookie. So you, that's Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, um, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen. Yep. Am I missing anyone? I think that's all of them, unless Lamar Jackson think... ends up starting this week somehow. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, hey, there we go. There's my four. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, that's a good pool. Four teams. Bills, like Cardinals, Jets, and Browns. Well, well the Bills one, are one, of the, one of those teams will win, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, Parker, go right on ahead. There's a lot going on there. I'd like to use my dragon radar, buddy. All right. Um, <laughs> breakable Bones, 200. <laughs> Let's hear it. Um, oh, fuck. Things in the way. Winless Teams. So that's what the Raiders, the Cardinals. What the fuck? And uh, there's one other one. Texans. Texans, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, why you already I, knew. Why did I say it out loud? Yeah. Why did I say that? All right. Well, at least you got your Dragon Ball, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the Dragon Ball standings right now? Who has more uh, Dragon Balls? Chris has four. Parker just got his third. Hmm. 
And, and the, it, it takes seven, right? It takes seven, yeah. Yes. And as okay. far as cards go, Parker has four cards, and Chris is up to three again. Okay. Um, all right, let's go with uh, Famous Anuses for 500. Famous Anuses, 500. <laughs> he took my go-to. <laughs> Super Bowl 48. So that's the Seahawks and the Broncos. Oh. Good. <laughs> You don't sound thrilled. Those teams were in the Super Bowl, dude. <laughs> they both have natties in the last five years. They've got to be good, right? <laughs> I will take famous anuses for 400. Okay. <laughs> my no. my Florida men, enjoy the Bucks, God. Dolphins, and Jaguars again. <laughs> it's Dolphins, Jaguars, times two. All right. Oh, God, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I fucking hate this game. Okay, I would like to use my level 100 Charizard. Okay. <laughs> no! <laughs> I would like to double my opponent's Jaguars multiplier. You don't have to do that. Alright. Because we're friends. <laughs> now, 50% chance it flies to Parker and then I'm miserable again. Yeah. Okay, alright. Odds or evens, Chris? Evens. That's a two. You're good. Yeah. Thank goodness. This is horseshit. <laughs> it's a good thing I got the Pewter City Gym badge. Jaguars right. times four. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> be a real shame if they lose. You'll be in this person of being content hours. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Parker, you go next? Or no, you're up, Chris. Famous anuses for one. No, Chris, Chris is up. Chris is up. Oh. Oh, what? Uh, Hmm. I, I can't help it. I have to do it. I'm, I'm so tempted. <laughs> I would like to utilize a lifeline okay. called Garbage Day. <laughs> Select one lifeline that has already been used and add it to your lifeline pool. No. I want a Dragon Radar of my own. All right. Very Chris, cool. you now also have a Dragon Radar. I'd like to utilize that Dragon Radar. All right. Okay. Alright, Hot Dads 300. I'll take it. Patriots Trivia. Oh, this should be easy. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Alright. So, um, 15 seconds on the clock. Um, yeah. If you don't answer or don't know the answer, then uh, you get the Patriots times three. If you do know the answer, then Parker gets the Patriots times three. Oh, good. Alright, 15 seconds. Get ready. Yeah. Chris. Who was the one millionth Patriots Twitter follower? <laughs> I, I can't say that. My dad's in the kitchen. Ten right seconds. Next to me. I, 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 can't. <laughs> I can't. Five <laughs> seconds. No, I, I can't actually say this. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the Patriots times three, buddy. <laughs> Not everybody can answer trivia questions about their favorite team. There's nothing wrong with being a casual. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. 
right. Holy shit. I, I'm going to have to put in the... What music should I put in? Should I put in the music from uh, actual trivia? Like, yeah, the Jeopardy music would be good for that. The from uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I'll let you pick, buddy. Oh, my God. Oh, my stomach hurts. Oh, shit. I can't tell if it's funny or what happened or if you just, like, immediately said it. No, I just... <laughs> like I'm not watching this hour of content. I'd like to solve the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, oh, Parker. Parker, you're up. Oh, famous anuses for 100. Famous anuses. <laughs> oh my chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Bengals and Jaguars. <laughs> Is this a fucking cat team? <laughs> <laughs> Jaguars times five. <laughs> I've crossed out the multiplier twice now. <laughs> this is I'm so ready for like shit. Blake Bortles gets injured this week. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> this is the best and worst day of my life. Alright. All right, Chris, you're up. Last last <laughs> oh, space for the week. Make it count, buddy. Uh, Chris is gay for 200. Chris is gay for 200. Oh, good. This is an interactive one. Boys, it's time to play the newlywed game. I'm, I'm scared already. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm going to uh, message Parker and ask him the answer to three questions, and then you're gonna have to answer those questions. And let's just say that you should both be hoping that he gets them right. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Why am I involved? <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Man. <laughs> uh, give, a, give our boy a second to type the answers boy. back and uh, <laughs> we'll start the clock. How do I want to? How do I want to approach this? Is the real question. <laughs> I, I just knew immediately. There's no way that I would have to answer the questions because I'm the most predictable person on the fucking planet. <laughs> Chris, what is your favorite country? <laughs> what, what is your favorite author? <laughs> I'm gonna take the safe route on one of these. Oh man! Uh, what is answer? What am I supposed to do with this? One? <laughs> <laughs> this is horseshit. <laughs> You know what? Um, Parker, just... text me the answers. <laughs> Don't no. you fucking do it. Don't you dare. I'm just going to wait on that last one. There's a better shot than that. All right. All right. All right. All right. Wait. The, uh, these are supposed to be your answers, not his. Oh, oops. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I didn't think the answer to that question was... Uh... Actually, it's kind of funnier that way, honestly. <laughs> just keep these... Yeah, just do that. All right, so 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 Chris is trying to answer for himself that Parker <laughs> yes. said. Okay, yes. yeah, this is okay. better. This is this yes. is better. Read my mind. Okay, I'm I'm you know right. I know how the newlywed game works. Regrettably. Okay, so uh... so obviously you want to get him right. If you get yeah. if you get one wrong, it's thirty minutes to each bank. If you get two wrong, it's Good. an hour. And if you get all three wrong, it's two hours. Oh, I regret my last answer, <laughs> Parker. <laughs> Immediately. All right. Chris, what is your favorite movie? What is Parker's favorite movie? What does Parker think your favorite movie is? Oh, what does Parker <laughs> think my favorite movie is? Yeah. Army of Darkness. We were looking for Big Trouble in Little I China. I with that one. 
And he would be something. All right, what, let's what did this. you, what did put, you put, uh, say that it was? He put Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, that's close. That's close. That's darkness. That might be. Big Trouble is, like, really, really close, though. I knew it. All right, Chris, who is your favorite athlete? I almost put something else. My favorite athlete? Your favorite that's, athlete. Oh, that's tough. I'm in tr- I might as well just say Tom Brady. That's correct. Hey, I almost put Big Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Big Poppy isn't even one of my favorite Red Sox. He's up there, but I, Mookie's still my favorite. All right, now last question, <laughs> Chris. What is your favorite anime character? I wish I go with my original. I don't think I have. I wish I go with my original answer so badly. Uh, L from Death Note. God damn it! What'd you put? Don't say Sailor Moon. <laughs> I said Sailor Moon. <laughs> I almost if, put Pegasus. If you had put if you had put Sailor Peronx, you would have been closer. <laughs> so uh, th- I think that's a double oops. By the way, oops. Yeah. Oh, because oh, I feel like it counts. Well, yeah, Chris's yeah. Chris's secret slime word was any cartoon, and Parker's uh-huh. secret slime word was any video game character. Now, Parker, I know you've played Dungeon Dice Monsters. You know what? That's fair. You know what? We'll count it. That's a double oops. So fine. Oh god! I, all right, I'm gonna send out new words. Just. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! All right. How am I supposed to? Oh, that's. Oh my god! We're, we just we're, changed the way that the podcast works now. We're going to be. We're really deep. To, uh, we're really deep in this game, dude. <laughs> we're yeah, through like yeah. eight words. Uh, we're that just, one. Huh. I mean, I could do it, but I'm not going to feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> His dad's standing right there. He's not going to. Yeah. All right, no, dad went oh, downstairs. All right, so that's that's one hour for and Parker Parker gets one more space. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Parker gets to flip one more space. I think Chris is gay for what was his number? Uh, he did two. Take five. Chris is gay for five. Let's get deep in it. Packers and Bears. Better hope that uh that knee holds up this week, buddy. Oh, oh, do I ever? All right, so we have. Chris this week has the Bills, Cardinals, Jets, Browns, Seahawks, Broncos, and the Patriots times three. All the I worst so teams many in the teams. NFL. Parker has the Raiders, Cardinals, Texans, Bucks, Dolphins, Bengals, Packers, Bears, and the Jags times five. I fucking hate my life, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now, the game of games is fun, but I'm a fan of a different game. Uh-oh. Chris, are you familiar with a game called Truth or Dare? <laughs> Wait. Because you're about to be. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our next week's episode? Jeez, oh, that's no, real... no. That's your Anyway, I'll see you guys movie. next week. It's been nice Buddy. recording. You should be visiting. We might all record this together. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your thoughts on Truth. Maybe we'll watch it together. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> But uh, that's about probably a strong ninety minutes, so not too much of a dent in see. my sweet, sweet backlog. Truth here. or dare? Uh, if I remember right, I feel like you said I could sign you a TV show because they re-signed Corey Coleman. One hour yeah, forty got, minutes. Uh, okay, yeah, you're good. Yeah, you got like twenty to forty minutes because Corey Coleman to the practice yeah. squad. 
Chris, you're a religious man, right? Yes. What if God friended you? <laughs> what if he, could you just do me a favor and watch the first episode of that show? Uh, tell me what I'm, happened. I might be able to. Actually, uh, I don't know where to find it. Uh, your dad's DVR probably. <laughs> no, dad, dad doesn't watch network TV. Uh, well, you know what? I'm sure we could find Godfriend in me somewhere. I, I'll do the best I can. Let me, let me see. You have an exciting week ahead of you. Uh, I thought I did. Um, I'd like to assign Parker 20 minutes of content. Okay. All right. Um, I'd like to That's assign him the, the Nostalgia Critic review of Care Bears Great. 2. Okay. Great. Pull that one out already, are we? That's yeah, fine. little plane washing for you. <laughs> oh, I won't be watching that anywhere near public, sir. <laughs> Don't need those dirty looks. You said that's that's like twenty minutes. All right. Yeah, that's like twenty minutes. God, is there anything is there really? You only have like three hours four three twenty left now. Just... How does he talk about that movie for twenty? Whatever, it's fine. I'm sure I'll find out real soon. Oh yeah, it's real good. Hmm? Um. God, I've you know, you don't know. I have to pack this week. So. Okay, <laughs> actually, I am going to go easy on you this week. I was going to assign you something especially nasty, but uh, you know, you have you have to come up here, and I don't want you to like sock me as soon as you come out of the uh, airport. Oh, so. don't worry, dude. I'll get him good and drunk first. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, well, we'll talk more about that after we finish recording. Uh, speaking of, which we watch next week. Alex, should we make him watch Bear? Oh my god, it's time. It's time for Bear. I feel like it's time to make Frank Chris watch Bear. Oh yes. Just take our word for it. <laughs> Maybe the bear knows more about the next episode than we know about ourselves. Okay. Look, it's either that or we all have to pay to see Venom in theaters together. And as funny Ooh. as that would be, I have better things to do on my vacation than watch Venom. Let me, let me see if I can find anything here. I, I imagine we're going to be watching multiple things together, so we're not going to be short for content. Oh, yes. Yeah, alright. Like truth or dare. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the best I can here. I, Bears 2014. Oh, it's Disney. I, I own Bear on DVD. Don't worry about it. Oh, good. Yeah, right, don't worry. Right, here we go. He's got the <laughs> autographed copy. <laughs> I have the autographed copy. It's the only one that I could find for sale. <laughs> Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, all Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life.